listening to the Wellington Hustle Interview Project, showcasing Wellington's entrepreneurs, sharing their experiences to inspire your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you for joining me. I'm Tim Morrison. It's May 2020 and welcome to another Wellington Hustle Interview Project. Today, I'm talking with Jordan Berry, founder, personal trainer of Kaizen Fitness. He won't just have you doing reps in the gym, but outside the gym also. Mental health and growth is a big part of Kaizen Fitness, working out your why, what, and where, and putting in place goals and habits to get you there. Jordan Berry from Kaizen Fitness. Welcome back. I say welcome back because we just did like the most amazing interview in the world and uh, Sorry, I deleted it, so we're going to have to start again. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Take two, who's going to be better anyway, so. Yeah, right. So, um, if you can just give me an introduction and describe yourself and where you're from and what you do, that'd be awesome. Yeah, sure thing. Again? Sure thing. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. So, yeah, I'm born and bred in Christchurch, a proud Cantabrian and Red and Black supporter, but I decided to move up to Wellington just for a change. You know, I believe as a person, it's important to have change in your life and it's important in order to, to ensure that you keep growing. So in 2017, I decided to, to move to Wellington um, and I've been here ever since. Been here for three years. Absolutely love the place. But yeah, very much still cool. Canterbury home. Yep. And when you came to Wellington, that was purely just to, to experience something else or did yeah. you have anything else in mind? Yeah, so um, basically there was two main reasons why I decided to come to Wellington. One was I was studying a Bachelor of Commercial Music at Massey University here in Wellington. Um, so I came up here for that. But at the same time, I also got a job as a personal trainer at Snap Fitness. So that were the two main reasons why I came up to Wellington. And just as part of that, as I say, I just wanted a bit of a change from the same environment and just to expose and challenge myself to a, a whole range of, of different things. Yeah. And, and so was the move to Wellington and studying the music, was that part of going to university? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, with the Bachelor of Commercial Music, I did a year of that but kind of realized it was very hard to try and run my own business as a personal trainer and study a degree I found that very difficult to do both at the same time and I had my reasons for leaving the music degree just basically I couldn't justify spending all this money on something that I didn't really need a degree for because my passion is simply just performing and playing music so I don't necessarily need a degree for that but the year I did do at the university was really good in developing the skills I needed what instruments do you play? <laughs> play guitar, yeah. I sing, can also play a bit of bass as well. But yeah, guitar and vocals are the two main instruments of choice. Do you sing to your uh, clients in the gym? <laughs> Mostly to the clients, also to the shower and the steering wheel. Oh yeah, the shower things. and the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the shower's good because you've got good acoustics in yeah. there. So <laughs> you sound better than what you probably do sound like normally, you know. So yeah. Yeah, my clients know. Well, actually, no, there is actually one client. We sing, um, if she's listening to this, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. We do sing to Firework by Katy Perry in the gym. If that comes on, there's just no stopping us. So, <laughs> just blast that in. Exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. What was your vision when you first started? Right from the onset of becoming a personal trainer, my sole vision and purpose was just to help as many people as possible and to help them in a way that, as my vision has developed, isn't just... Physically, you know, we've obviously got goals in the gym that we want to improve on, but from a mental and emotional point of view as well. So that holistic, that holistic point of training. So the goal of Kaizen Fitness was just basically to create a really strong business and brand that people could come to and know that they're going to get a quality professional service, but at the same time, they're going to enjoy the journey along the way as well. How did you get into the personal fitness, personal 
Yeah, training, good question. Training, personal training. Yeah, I've always been a really active individual. This sounds like a really cliche personal training story, but yeah, always kind of gone to the gym from a really early age. As soon as I went to high school and worked out that we could go to a gym for $50 for a year, I was straight in there pumping weights as a little midget 13 year old. I probably weighed all of about 48 kg <laughs> and just fell in love with it. And then I've always been huge on helping people as well. So it made sense to marry those two together. And I studied to become a personal trainer, got my qualification, and then ever since, I just haven't turned back. Absolutely loved it. And when did it sort of come into your mind that you wanted to actually do that as a, as a business and how did yeah. that come about? Yeah, so in order to study as a PT, that kind of came about in year 12 at high school. I went to the Christchurch Careers Expo. I found this personal training qualification that I wanted to do and I thought, oh, this could be cool. Finished my year 12 and year 13 at high school, graduated, and at the same time, I finished my personal training course. So I left high school as a fully qualified personal trainer and then went on from there. Just my desire to help people and my desire to, you know, be physically and mentally fit just kind of grew into my business in Kaizen Fitness. And uh, did you have any early setbacks when you started your business? How did you deal with any of those? Yeah, yeah, big early setback. Going into the gym and starting your own business as an 18-year-old can be very daunting, particularly in a new city where, you know, I didn't have my, my family here and my friends from, from Christchurch. So confidence was a big one for me and just having confidence in one, my ability as a personal trainer and two, in my ability to sell to people. And that was a huge one for me is to offering services to people that I didn't know very well at a price. So that was a big challenge and a big setback for me early on was just having the confidence in my own ability to sell to people and to realize that, you know, hang on, I'm actually here to help people. I'm here to offer people a service that is potentially going to have a huge impact on their lives. So I just needed to develop that confidence and it's something that's grown over time. How did you deal with those that, that challenges? Yeah. The confidence challenge, luckily I had, you know, a really supportive family and friend group at the time. So they were able to, to help me there. But also a lot of simulation and a lot of role play. One of my good friends, David, he's also, he was a personal trainer. Uh, he helped me out a lot as far as just being someone I could, you know, run my scripts through and, and, and do my thing with. So it was more just a lot of simulation and a lot of positive reinforcement as to what I needed to say to people at the gym. Because kind of the more confident you come across, the more people are like, okay, he actually knows what he's talking about. If you go to sell someone personal training and you're like, uh, they're like, you okay, mate? Are you having a stroke or something? You're like, I'm fine, you know? So it's about having that confidence. You could be the best personal trainer in the world, but if you can't sell, then you're not going to do very well. And on the flip side of that, you could be an absolutely horrible personal trainer, but if you're good at selling, then, you know, your business was likely to pick up a bit quicker. So it's just about having that confidence in your ability um, to offer people a service. And that just came, and that confidence came from just a lot of simulation, a lot of role play, um, and just having good mentors and a good support structure in place. Was there a time that you wanted to give up at all? No, no, it never crossed my, my mind at all, really. Obviously, in that first six months, it was definitely difficult overcoming that confidence barrier and just, you know, fully immersing myself in the business. But at no point did I feel like giving up. And I think the reason for that is because it's my passion, because I love it, because I love helping people. It never crossed my mind that it's something that I should give up on. You know, previous to being a personal trainer, I was a checkout chump at Pack and Save. Check out, check out, check out. <laughs> so year, year and a half. I was working with great people there too, but 
you know, it just wasn't a career for me. Didn't fulfill you. It didn't fulfill me, exactly. So creating this personal training business, it's not something I wanted to give up on. And it's not something that I wanted to leave behind and go back to where I was previously. So no, it's never crossed my mind wanting to give up. Not at all. Were there any traps that you've fallen into? Not traps so much. Um, definitely challenges like the confidence thing. I think a trap that a lot of people can fall into as a newly qualified personal trainer is getting into the industry for the wrong reason and you know just being in the industry for the status of being a PT and to be able to put PT at the end of your Instagram name. You know, it's more than that. It should start with the people that you're helping. But a trap a lot of people fall into is just becoming a personal trainer so they can you know, justify taking topless photos of themselves or brag to their friends that they're a qualified PT and, and this, this, this. So, yeah, I think with the health and fitness industry in particular and the way that it's portrayed on Instagram, a lot of people can fall into the trap of becoming a personal trainer for the wrong reasons. And on the flip side of that, a lot of, you know, customers and clientele and people wanting to invest into their health and fitness can also, you know, be led down the wrong track as far as, who to go to for advice and also what supplements and food choices work the best. Yep. Also, you mentioned in the last interview (laughs) (laughs) about um, that you had uh, challenges with um, things that weren't, that were were more sort of administration, like your accounts and things. Yep. See, that's one of the awesome things about running your own business is that you have to do all your own tax and GST and that kind of thing. and if you went to high school with me, you'd know that I'm appalling at maths. And if you ask any of my clients, they'll confirm the fact that I struggle to count to 10 sometimes. So yeah, accounts is definitely not my forte. Um, so that's probably one of the things I struggle with wanting to do with business and that kind of thing. So I've got an accountant who's really helpful and, and I've got a really good friend who helps me with my Excel spreadsheets and stuff, which I'm really, really thankful for because that's a part of my business that you know I don't like doing so much, but obviously it has to be done. So it's good to have those people on board to help out with that and to help out with the, the number side of things. Because as I said, you know, just looking at a stopwatch sometimes I can, you know, forget where it started. <laughs> so if I can't do that, you know, how am I going to be able to do my tax return? But yeah, luckily I've educated myself on that a little bit and got some people on board to help. And so um, yeah. you've got some automation in there as well to help. Yeah, yeah. With all, all my client payments and stuff, it's all run through a direct debit service called Easy Debit. Um, and if you are a personal trainer and you're listening to this, I would definitely recommend, if you don't already, having some kind of automated payment system. Because, you know, if you have 30 clients and then you have to try and keep track of 30 individual payments that are coming to you throughout the week, you know, that would just be an absolute nightmare. So with a service like Easy Debit, basically your clients will sign a direct debit form, fill it out, and then you'll get paid weekly. All the payments will get collected into one lump sum that will get deposited into your bank. And it's just a much more systemized approach and it takes a lot of the stress out of trying to chase up payments with clients that haven't paid. Especially at tax time. Especially at tax time, exactly. It's a lot easier to, <laughs> to file your tax return if you can you know, look at, say, one payment each week or two payments each week as opposed to 30 different ones. So it becomes a lot easier to to keep on top of your income expenses. What inspires and motivates you? My clientele, the people I work with, 100%. I've worked with a lot of different people from all different types of backgrounds. I've worked from 17-year-olds through to 60-plus-year-olds, you know, international athletes, people that just want to get a six-pack, all sorts of different people. 
And no matter where they come from, no matter what their goals, they always, you know, inspire me. Um, I've got one client, his name's Bob. I'm sure you won't mind me mentioning him, but he's been with me for a couple of years now. He's 58 years old and he just comes in and every time he just loves, you know, putting himself through the ringer. He loves pushing himself. And there's times at the gym where he's lifting a good amount of weight and, you know, he's just inspiring me and blowing me out of the water. And another one, another older athlete, actually, uh, one of my really good friends, John, he went overseas uh, last year and won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Judo Tournament. And he's 54, still competing in judo, you know, still really investing in his, in his physical self. So there's people like that that inspire me. Another lady, she was, she's uh, in her 20s or 30s, didn't have any particular goal as such. She just wanted to lose a little bit of weight and she was coming in at three o'clock in the morning, most days at the gym and just smashing out about 30 kilometers on the rower. And it's just little things like that. It doesn't matter if you're big or small, old or young. There's a lot of, I guess, ordinary people you could call them doing extraordinary things and just really inspires me to become better myself. So yeah, 100% my biggest inspiration is, is my clients and the people I work with. Do you have a favorite resource that you have used as well to help inspire and motivate you? By resource, I would say two individuals, Tony Robbins, who most of you would have heard of, and Dean Graziolzi. They've been two really pivotal mentors to me in the last six months or so, as far as self-development is concerned, as far as becoming a better person, being able to offer my clients a better service. Those two uh, have been really inspirational and have created a lot of paradigm shifts, both in my personal life and also my business life too. So yeah, those two individuals have been hugely inspirational as my development as a person and also in my business development. And uh, how have they helped you? You've just been listening to them or? Yeah, so. Like I know Tony Robbins has got a podcast. I listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the old Tony Robbins podcast. Especially yeah. when he's like knocking out um, his business mastery or, you know, when he's sort of got clips from the different events that he does. They're, yep. they're, they're quite inspiring those, especially. Yep. 100%. So it was funny, it was a Saturday night. I was lying in bed watching The Dark Knight Rises and then a suggested video came up on Netflix. It was an insight into Tony Robbins' live event date with Destiny. And I'd heard of Tony Robbins and I knew a lot of the good work he's done, but I'd never really listened to him closely. But I watched this Netflix documentary called Date with Destiny. I think it's still up there now. But I finished watching it and I was like mind blown at how well he connects with people and seeing the transformations that these people were getting from going to his live event. So that was like right in the forefront of my mind going to sleep. And then the next morning I woke up, got out of bed, did my usual routine and I was scrolling through Facebook as you do on a Sunday morning and saw this ad with Dean Graziolzi and Tony Robbins. Um, They're about to go live with this big seminar and I was like, well, wow, I'm really Tony Robbins up at the moment. So I'm <laughs> definitely watch, watch the shit out of this, you know. Um, so yeah, spent the next two hours of the Sunday watching this and they offered this course that you could do an online course it was called Knowledge Business Blueprints they're actually about to do a second release of it later on this month but it's the first time where I've ever instinctively and on a hunch bought this program and it was yeah 3,200 New Zealand dollars so quite a big financial investment and not one that I'd usually make off a hunch but (laughs) I did right (laughs) for some reason I just thought you know let's do it and it's been one of the best things I could have done for myself and for my business so I've been doing that course which is run primarily by Dean, but also Tony Officers Insight here and there. Just on the verge of completing that course, but that has been instrumental in inspiring me and aiding with my business development. 
right off the back of that, <laughs> can you describe breakthrough that you're particularly proud of? Investing in that course because that course has been kind of instrumental in my development. So personally and business-wise, that would probably have been the biggest breakthrough. And through that course, my other breakthrough is just seeing personal training and my job is more than just something where I focus on the physical side of things, but also developing and helping with the mental and emotional side of my clients as well. So when I first started personal training, it was very much exercise prescription and stuff in the gym, which is still cornerstone of what I do now. But it has become so much more than that now. It's become more of a holistic picture where we look at all the different avenues of a client as opposed to just the physical side of things. And how have you been helping them in that from that point of view? From that point of view. Yes. Yeah, so it's particularly been prevalent with clients that have had for a number of months or a year or so where I've got more of a personal relationship with them and I can start to see the signs where they're you know, not quite right. So when we're talking about this holistic point of view, I noticed a couple of my clients who sounded like they needed a bit, a bit more one-on-one time outside of the gym. So I took a couple of them out for coffee and we just did a big goal setting period. We talked about their mental health and we were able to create some really big breakthroughs. It comes down to just being able to work out what people potentially need a bit more help. And obviously mental health is something that is still gaining, is still, you know, gaining relevance in New Zealand because there's such a stigma around it and we're such a stock society that it does become hard for people to talk about it. But as a personal trainer, often you're the counsellor as well because you know the clients and they know that you probably don't know their friends or family. So they feel very safe and confident talking to you about these things they wouldn't usually open up about. So as a personal trainer, you have to take that very seriously. And it's through developing these skills over the last six months that has meant that I've been able to help my clients a lot more, not just on that physical plane, but also the mental, emotional plane as well. And what sort of breakthroughs have you sort of had for your clients? Like what, what's an example of a breakthrough that you had with them? Yeah, I think just putting into perspective of often an activity I do with someone is I'd get them to kind of define their current state. This is, you know, straight out of the book of Tony Robbins, basically. Get them to define their current state. Just be really honest with themselves about their happiness, about their work, their career, their weights, whatever it may be. And oftentimes there'll be a couple of things they want to change. And then get them to define their future self. How would their future self feel? Would you feel happy? Would you feel confident looking at yourself in the mirror? And kind of having those two states side by side and then saying to them there's absolutely nothing different about these two people it's still you the only thing that's different is the habits right so then you'd start to break down for your future self what kind of habits would they be putting in place and then they'll start to be going like oh well i'd be going to the gym four times a week and i'd spend a bit more time focusing on my food and this kind of thing they list off all these habits and i'm thinking well, you said cool. you sure you don't want to go five times a week <laughs> yeah, five times a week, exactly yeah it's like yeah <laughs> drop that in there and then the the you know the client will basically explain all these habits that they can put in place in order for them you know to get to that next level for themselves so that was a hugely powerful tool that i used that helped them both physically and mentally and it's a little worksheet that i printed out for them and i'd fill it out and it kind of became a roadmap to ensure that whenever they started to lose their direction they can look back at what they define as their current self and their future self And we also broke down the habits they needed in order to make that transition from one to the other. Uh, What do you see as being your biggest lesson uh, since you've started Kaizen Fitness or I guess your journey of entrepreneurship in general really? Biggest lesson I think would be whenever you start to feel lost is just to always remember why you started. 
I'm huge on trying to find my own why and to find other people's why because it becomes the foundation on which we can build everything else from. So the biggest learning is just to always think about why you're getting out of bed in the morning, why am I a personal trainer, why do I like to help people? If you do start to feel like you're losing direction, and it's something that should always be in the forefront of everyone's mind is why are they doing something, why are they doing this particular job? Just learn to question things and just be honest with yourself, I think, is the key thing. My two kind of key words that I like to keep in the forefront of my mind is authenticity and passion. I like to be really authentic with people. When I do my Instagram stories, you know, they get me as a person. I share stuff that I'm struggling with personally as well. So people know that I'm not just this, you know, health and fitness expert on my pedestal and nothing really affects me. I've conquered it all. It's, it's simply not true. So I like to be authentic with people and also passionate. People are paying for my service. I'm investing in people. I'm passionate about what I do. So those two kind of things stay in the forefront of my mind. So the biggest lesson is just remembering that and always following through with, with your why and your reason for starting out. Has your vision always been clear? And how has it evolved over the time? It sounds like it's been pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, vision's always people. been clear to, to help people. I think the only thing that's changed is um, what direction I'm going in as far as helping people is concerned. So as I mentioned earlier, as opposed to just sticking on a physical plane, it's now coming into kind of personal development, mental development, even business development I'm starting to dabble with now as well. And I guess my vision is just expanding to a point where I'm trying to help more and more people, get some more personal trainers on board, eventually move into my own space and also run seminars, masterminds and workshops of myself. So my vision has always kind of stayed the same. It's just how I fulfill that vision is yeah. kind of changing and evolving and getting bigger and grander as I go on. With class and fitness, we've got myself, Ollie, who works with me in the gym, and I've got a marketer who, who works with us as well. And also my business partner who's overseas at the moment. We're looking to invest in, in the gym over the next year or so. So that's kind of on the horizon. What does he or she do? Are they have their own? He's currently unemployed, yeah. traveling the world because oh, okay, he can. Yeah, because <laughs> he can. But yeah, it's kind of a small team, a lean, a lean machine. But we're looking to bring more people on board as we see fit, and to develop a space and a community and a business where cars and fitness is like the one-stop shop for personal training, physiotherapy, business development, personal development. That's kind of the, the overall ambition and goal okay. in the future. What would you do differently if you started again from scratch? To be honest, I don't think I would do much differently. I think the journey I've taken, you know, it hasn't been the fastest one I could have taken. It hasn't been, you know, the most profitable profitable it could have been, but I'm where I am now because of that journey I've taken. So I don't think I changed too much. I just instill in myself on that first day I walked into the gym, I just saw in myself a bit more confidence in my own ability and to set in my mind that I'm here to help people and I'm here to offer people a service which I genuinely believe can have a huge impact on their lives. So just cementing that in my brain and just having the confidence that what I'm doing, you know, is really, really um, a positive thing. It's about the journey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say I don't really have anything I want to change, it's because exactly it's the journey that got me to where I am now. Yeah. And if I was to change anything about that, then maybe I wouldn't be where I am now. I could be in a better position. I could yeah. be in a worse position. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. Yeah. The journey's so key. And it's, you know, just about enjoying the hustle, enjoying the grind, enjoying those tough bits in business and life that can seem to get you down. But it's those failures. Or it's the learnings from those failures that can actually give you the biggest success in the long term. And yeah, one of my good mates, John, who I mentioned earlier, he has the saying, you either win 
or you learn. There's no losing. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds really politically correct. And you're thinking, okay, whatever. But hear me out here. So if you win, obviously, great. You've done something right. And it's about analyzing your improvement. If you lose, I believe and he believes you only truly lose at life if you don't learn anything from. If you die. <laughs> if you die. It's probably a pretty big loss, right? But if you're in a competition and you lose, for example, you only truly lose that fight if you choose not to learn anything from it. If you learn something from that fight, you've kind of won in regards because you can think, oh, okay, that didn't work so well. I won't do that for next time. Or he moved this way or she moved this way in that particular fight. I know to do something differently next time. So it's about taking those learnings and applying them to your next situation and disregarding the stuff that didn't work. So yeah, I'm all about winning and learning and just focusing on kind of analyzing the things that happen to you, to you in life and working out what you can learn from it, what you can do to get better in order to kaizen and continually change. In order to kaizen. Exactly, in order to kaizen. There you go, that's the buzzword. That's awesome. How did the name Kaizen Fitness came about? How did you decide on that name? And Cool, so I was watching a video by this guy called Jason Capital on YouTube. He's like a, a business kind of advisor. I was watching this one particular video and he was talking about this Japanese philosophy called Kaizen. So I did a bit of research and realized that Kaizen was a Japanese word in a philosophy. Kai means change and Zen means good. So it's a philosophy of continual change and continual improvement. And in Japan, and there's a book I'm reading called Kaizen. It's uh, to do with the, the kind of the founder of Kaizen and, and that philosophy. But the Japanese people are more a process-oriented way of thinking as opposed to more of the westernized results-based way of thinking. So Kaizen Fitness and Kaizen is all about the journey. And I feel like you learn a lot more from the journey about yourself, about your capabilities than you do just if you get a result. So yeah, Kaizen is, is a philosophy and a, and a word that really kind of appealed to me. And the fact I do judo as well, and that's a Japanese martial art, the two kind of married up nicely together. So I thought Kaizen Fitness would be an awesome name for a business. And it's a daily reminder for myself and for my clients to Kaizen, to constantly change, constantly improve, and never settle for mediocrity. Always look to, to go that step further and improve yourself. That's really good. All right, the last question is a little cheeky question. Can you recommend and connect me with somebody who'd be a, or who you'd believe would be a great person to interview? A lady called Zaina Ahmad. She runs a men's skincare business called Vault Elements. She's got a couple of products out already, but she'd be a really good person to talk to. She's literally just kind of fully invested in her business. She's left her, her kind of nine to five job and she's full of passion and she, she really wants to hit the ground running. So she'd be really good ready to interview. Okay, awesome. I'll have to yep. get you to connect me on LinkedIn or something. Yep, just 100%. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Where would you like anybody who's interested to, I don't know, find out more about you or just start a conversation? So Kaizen and Fitness, we're on Facebook, Google, Instagram, and we've got a website. So the two easiest would probably be to visit our website at www.kaizenfitness.co.nz or our Instagram, we're pretty active on there. That's at KaizenFitnessNZ. And I tend to do quite a bit of stuff on there as of um, in regards to stories and client engagement and what they're up to. So I'll get to see a little bit more about you. Exactly. They'll see more of of me on Instagram. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, you know, there you go. That's up for you to decide. It's going to get out there in the end anyway when they start uh, speaking to you anyway. So so you might as well see what they're in for. Yeah, break (laughs) down. Yeah, so either Instagram or website would be the two best places to start looking. Thank you very much for spending 
this time with me again. No worries, <laughs> no, yeah, it's been an absolute blast. Okay, thanks, man. Perfect. Hey there, Jordan. Thanks again for sharing your story with the Wellington Hustle community. And also, thank you so much for being a sport for when I deleted our first recording. I really like the way that you approach personal training. Half of our battle as people is getting out of our own way and you having your holistic approach to give people a tool to um, work their goals and work on their mental state must really, really help your clients. I'm sure they're very happy. For you to listen what have you taken away from this uh, interview? Um, I'd really love if you would share, just head over to the article page for Jordan's interview and just leave a comment below. I'll also add in all the web links to the resources that Jordan has uh, talked about in his interview. And if you would like to contact Jordan to continue the conversation and all his contact details will also be on the interview article. Just head over to wellingtonhustle.co and you should find Jordan right there. If you're interested in being interviewed for the project or you have somebody in mind that would be a great fit, then please, please, please send me an email on tim at timson.co or head to the Timson Co. website, click on the Wellington Hustle link from the menu and choose Join Wellington Hustle from the drop down. Thanks so much again for listening and until next time, keep on hustling.